Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm not Mickey Mouse. Nope. That's James McMillan over there. Hi. And uh, (laughs) that's about all we got for you. (laughs) That's it. Do we have a weather report today? Uh, (laughs) That was awful. It's 51 and sunny at not Disneyland. (laughs) And it's 70 and sunny at Disneyland. All right. (laughs) James kicked himself away from the mic to do the... (laughs) And then he couldn't get back. He was like rowing back to the (laughs) mic. All right. On today's episode... Our theme is, in honor of Thanksgiving, Disney families, the good, the bad, the dysfunctional. And we're going to start this episode out with an interview with our friend Rafael Menendez from Sons of Mickey Social Club in Southern California. Um, Very, very glad to talk to him today. Yeah. They're one of the, the OGs. Yes. The OG social clubs for us. They are. They're one of the ones that I actually ran into a few years ago that's kind of sparked my interest and came back to Oregon and was like, guys, you got to do this. You guys are going to love them so much. So we went and got a couple of denim vests. So we nerded out. We pretended to become one of them. And uh, they're way cooler than we are. Oh, they're so much cooler and doing actual good work. So here's our interview with Raphael. First, just for our listeners, Rafael, are you the president of Sons of Mickey? That is correct. My name is Rafael Menendez, and I am the president of Sons of Mickey, SC. Fantastic. So um, for those who may not know, Sons of Mickey Social Club is a social club based out of Southern California, Disneyland-based social club. Heck yeah. Um, And that's basically all we know about you guys, except that we follow you on Instagram, and um, we've run into you in pieces in the park. Uh, we've seen you guys and your vest and your you just you look like so much fun that you, along with a couple other social clubs, were sort of like encouraged us to do something similar. Yes. I mean, it, we are nowhere near the scale of any of you guys <laughs> down there because we're. In- <laughs> You know, it, it takes time, you know, and, you know, it's, it's pretty much how, how the passion is. And, and to be honest with you, the social club pretty much started a couple of random people, you know, just, you know, if you want to say little misfits here and there that just went solos to Disney and didn't have nobody to hang around with, started hanging around with each other and just started creating a little social club back here, back and forth. And, you know, with other Disney groupies back and forth that you know they wanted to go to disney but they didn't want to be alone and just hang around with good people and having the good fun and enjoying the same exact uh, thrill and adventure for disneyland itself so you started out small i mean every every social club probably starts out just a few people with a crazy idea but how many people do you have in your club at this point well, at this point we have 12. okay awesome that's a, that's a hefty gang that's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, And for context, Sarah and I were, again, we're siblings, and we were from Southern California originally, uh, the Orange County general area, and then we even lived in the desert for a little bit in La Quinta. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, like, we we have nothing but love for that area of California and that area of the country. I mean, my guess is I will one day live there again. (laughs) I keep threatening to move back down there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so why a Disney social club? I mean, out of all the the clubs that you can do, you know, there's a lot of people who start, whether it's, you know, things for philanthropy or whatever. Why why Disney? Like, why do you love Disney so much? Pretty much the the whole Disney started as uh, just going at first. And I started with my two kids. I actually have two kids that we actually started the whole club with pretty much together. And it started off, you know, just an adventure and trying to figure out what's going on with Disney, just trying to get more information. And, you know, the whole glamorous and the whole hidden Mickeys and stuff like that, which my daughter started doing all that stuff. You know, hey, what about this? So like, hey, you know, we're like, let's figure out what more is out there, you know. 
you know, is there more people like us out there? Is there more people who want to know more and have the same thrill, who wants to investigate, you know, what it was Hidden Mickey, what is Club 33, you know, what is 1901, you know? So it's like, you know, what else can we do, you know? So that's when we pretty much started getting the whole adventure going and everything else that came along with it. Yeah, it's addicting, right? <laughs> oh, trust me, it is. Between the whole years and the buckets, the popcorn buckets that you go ahead and start collecting and all the pins that you start grabbing, yeah, it becomes an addiction. <laughs> yeah, so sure. you guys have like official club meetings and stuff? That is correct. So pretty much after we started everything, you know, we got together and um, it's kind of a, a funny thing too because um, one of the things that I actually wanted to put the whole club together is um, I had, like I said, I had my, my two kids along with me and one day I was actually cruising around Disneyland and I saw one of these little kids having a bad day and, you know, they're, I guess, you know, I'm actually blessed that, you know, we, we actually, I can actually give my kids an annual pass, including myself. It looks like, you know, this family, you know, just gather up their money to actually go to Disney. And one of the kids was actually wanting a, a toy from one of the stores. And I, you know, overheard it and stuff like that. And I decided to go buy the toy and just give it to him as a just pretty much random act of kindness and give it to this little boy and pretty much after that it just kind of picked up after that i started doing random little act of kindness around the whole entire park and bring smiles to pretty much kids and even adults too as well you know we, we do everything and other than that i mean people started seeing that and that's when the whole charity started coming into play too after that i love that so much yeah. i actually remember that when i first saw you guys down it at disneyland i got home and quickly googled who the heck is sons of mickey i love this so much um it was i saw you guys and some some members of your group were with mickey's fun wheelers mickey's fun wheelers yes correct i met a grouping of both clubs at the same time coming out of space mountain one day and I don't remember who I spoke to specifically, but I immediately Googled both of you guys, started following you on Instagram, and I was hooked. I was like, you guys are so exactly us. Yes, I, this is exactly totally. what we wish we could be doing, but we're stuck here in Oregon. <laughs> well, it's why we started part, our, but, our little gang, Team yeah. Dynamite Go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, you know, we, you know, like I said, you know, we, we love to inspire everybody to do something, you know, if it brings your family together and, you know, you have the same thrill, more power to you, bring along, you know, we'll, you know, totally invite you with whole open arms and stuff like that and bring you along. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool that you involve some of that, uh, you know, giving back to the community and stuff, because that's, that's something that should be obvious about going to Disneyland and being a Disney fan is that it's for everyone, right? And it not everyone, like you said, they're not as lucky as we are to have annual passes to be able to go all the time. And I just think that the more we welcome, and there tends to be like an elitism in Disney fandom. You know, these people who are snobby and they do know about the history of Club 33. They know about the hidden Mickeys. So like, have you read this book? Have you listened to that podcast? And it tends to be a little bit of a barrier to entry to be this level of a fan. but And so for you guys to be that open and kind and to give back to, to the community, I think is how we get more people addicted yes. to Disney. Hook them. <laughs> Bring them in. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it is kind of funny too that sometimes uh, we have random people that actually are at Disney. Instead of they're asking a cast member, they will totally ask us, hey, you guys look like you guys know Disney inside and out. Did you guys know where I can go here with this? I mean, I'm trying to look for it in the map. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, you go here, you go here. I'll give you, I'll even give you a shortcut. <laughs> if I were a tourist and I had only been there one time, I mean, that place is really overwhelming. I would go to the guy that had a Sons of Mickey, you know, social club jacket on with pins. <laughs> it's tattoos, Mickey tattoos. It's like, yeah, that's pretty obvious that they <laughs> Or recommendation over someone who's trying to sell me something anyway. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the charity work you guys do. I've seen some ice bucket challenges. I've seen some things on your Instagram where you were asking for donations for different charities and uh, that ended up with you with a bucket of ice water dumped on your head at some point, I believe. <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah, it pretty much started that whole thing and see where it was going to take off. Like, we didn't know if it was going to take off or not. We just did it to see if we could just raise some money. 
And for about three years running now, we actually uh, raised money for American Sasser Association. And we actually based it off from um, Santa Fe Springs, where we're from their end. And uh, last year, uh, for the two years running, we I think it was the first year that we started off, I think we started with 800. The second year, we started with a 4,000. And this year, we raised up about 3,000 because of the whole pandemic and stuff like that. But um, other than that, I mean, you know, we we love going out there and we like to raise money and stuff like that. And um, pretty much uh, for our VP and stuff, uh, she has uh, one of her family relatives that, you know, had cancer, stuff like that. And she lost, you know, the battle and stuff like that. So also, uh, we also have another member, too, that was within her family, too, that they all run for. And actually, one of our uh, social brothers ran out from uh, Dark Side Elite uh, about two years ago. He actually died from, from cancer, too, as well. So, you know, we, we try to get involved with that as much as we can. And uh, pretty much we started the whole bucket as, you know, let's see what happens and, you know, let's bring in all the all the presidency if they want to go ahead and start doing it and it actually picked up thank god and we got to raise at least about three thousand plus dollars for american cancer association so awesome you may know this because you're pretty deep into the the disney social club world as it were do you have any idea how many official disney social clubs there are they are estimated about 150 some of them are active and some of them are inactive yeah right Okay. And then there's clubs like us that are not an actual club. We are not associated with anything. We have not become official in any way. Well, we, we just have named ourselves patches. a social club and <laughs> just started copying you. We have an Instagram account. We have <laughs> denim vests with the sleeves cut off. We wear stupid patches. We just jumped our older sister in. So we did. <laughs> so we got me, Ash, my wife, Sarah, her daughter, Katie who's 13. Mm -hmm. My husband, who wants no part of it at all. <laughs> we just yeah. make they can do it. it. And now my sister, Emily. So we're growing strong. <laughs> we're, we're coming for you. Sons of Mickey. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, mostly I just tell people, hey, you know what? If you guys don't understand it, it's a Disney thing. And once, you know, you have that passion and love for Disney, you'll, you'll get the hang of it once you're there. <laughs> We, we understand the point of it. We're just not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. We're more of a podcast crew. In the That's end. right. One thing I love about the Disney social club thing is that it's, it's, it's obvious. You know, you go to Disneyland, you see people pushing strollers, dork dads with their dork shorts. And then you look to the right and there's like a crew of five to eight people and they're all wearing the same jacket, same patches. You're like, is that a motorcycle gang? And then you look closer there's Mickey's everywhere, yes. you know, and it's like, then you notice there's kids involved too. And it's, it's obviously a family thing. So for me, that was the thing that like popped out the most is it looks tough and cool. Like, like your banner behind you is like the cool yeah. <laughs> about Disney love. It's like the sweetest, kindest thing that I can think of. Um, so first of all, I love that. That's more of a statement, but a follow-up question about that. Do you, do you get people at the park? or at any of your events come up and talk to you and are they confused as to what you guys are doing do they think you're a gang do, are they scared of you like what's your response from people at, at first yes they're kind of a little bit intimidated and they will start asking so what's the deal with the vest <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much the vest started off pretty much uh with putting on your pants and then after that, you know, it's kind of like somewhere where to put your pins, you know, you have all those pen carriers that have their little books and they do pen trading and stuff like that. But then you also have the people who have the vest and they also do pen trading that they can just pen trade off of their vest. Kind of started off of that. That's where we got the whole idea from. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, you know, we got the social thing going on. Let's just put patches on there and just, you know, call it a social club. Um, well, once they get to know us, and we had a couple of families that hang around with us, you know, they're like, hey, you know, this is totally cool. We just never knew this actually exists out there. And, you know, we were a little bit confused at first. You know, we were also intimidated and we were afraid to ask the question. But you guys are friendly and, you know, you guys are, are awesome. And we're like, you know, how do we get into this and how do we join and what do we have to do or what? Well, that's a good. OK, that's a good transition. What do you have to do? to be a member of Sons of Mickey. 
if you can share. If you can't, I totally get it. I know it's a secret society. <laughs> no, it's no, no, it's no secret. And, and and honestly, like you guys too, you know, like you're saying that it's all part of your family stuff like that. And pretty much, like I told you from the beginning, you know, we're just a bunch of uh, Disney dorks and geeks that you know just get together and have the same love for Disney. But it goes beyond that, you know. Uh, after that, we are family. We we do actually events together outside of Disney. We hang out, we do picnics, we go to lakes, or we do whatever we can do. It becomes more as a family to us as well, that you can rely on us, you know, when you know you need to go somewhere or you need to vent or whatever the case is. So it's, it's more than for the love of Disney itself, but then, you know, you also have like the secondary family and that's what we are. And pretty much just to join us is, you know, you have to have the same thrill, and the same advice to go ahead and do that charity work and want to go ahead and actually help other people out and, you know, want to help, you know, do random act of kindness around the park and, you know, be willing to do charity work and pretty much just, you know, hang out with us. And, you know, if you fit, you fit. If you think that this is not somewhere you need to be, then okay, you know, thank you for hanging out with us. And, you know, you can go and check out another club. Maybe you'll find another club that you actually do fit in. There right. seems to be a lot of borrowed ranking and, and borrowed rules from motorcycle clubs. There seems to be a lot of that theme in these Disney social clubs. I mean, even the way the letters are laid out and, you know, president, VC, sergeant in arms, you see all that kind of stuff in these clubs. And I think that's so great because it kind of takes something away from, I think most people think of like an outlaw thing and it <laughs> makes it like, you said, no, it's family. It's Disney dorkdom. It's doing random acts of kindness. You know, other gangs, you have to kill a fool to get in my gang. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, it'll, it'll be like the same thing if you actually will have a group. You have your admins, you have your administrators, and you have your monitors, too. And, you know, you have everybody who actually oversees the page that you're running. You know, you have those sneaky fan clubs and stuff like that it's pretty much the same thing and yeah we kind of do follow the same direction as the motorcycle clubs but like you said without the kid in the person and doing all the crazy stuff it's more family <laughs> you have probies <laughs> no. i've actually seen that some of the clubs have that yeah yeah like i saw someone at disneyland and everyone was patched in i don't remember the club but he didn't have the patch yet. He had to wear a vest, but it said probational on the bottom. So, yeah, we, we try not to do that because, uh, you know, it, it actually simulates a lot. So in our end, pretty much we'll give you a shirt because, you know, we really don't want to go that far as, you know, saying, okay, you know, you're, you know, you guys are all really following the full extent of the motorcycle club. Yeah, I actually seen people that do prospecting and or they would just put prospect on the back, but they don't have the 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 whole full patch yeah we uh, in our end we don't try to do that just for the same fact that we don't want to follow that and you know we don't want to go that far but you know like i said we do have rules and regulations and you know we also do have you know bylaws that we actually follow and all that good stuff so there's actually contracts that you sign with us and stuff like that that you know we pretty much set rules in place to keep us all safe and sound i read you so what you're telling us is you, you definitely, you guys are definitely outlaws and you, you beat me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Raphael, I got to tell you, because we were talking about like, you know, being mistaken maybe for a gang or a dangerous looking group or whatever. That's um, never happened. Ashley <laughs> and I got asked, we were in a line for Luigi or uh, no, is that Mater's? Yeah. Whatever it's called. Junkyard DCA. thing. Yeah. The Mater's told Junkyard. Yeah. And these people behind us in line were sort of whispering and they finally asked they're like um are you guys in a motorcycle gang <laughs> and ashley and i were just dying we were like oh my god no, no. i've never even been no on a motorcycle. i've never even ridden a motorcycle i'm the biggest nerd you're ever going to meet yeah no we're just god, no. dorks that put our names on Bess. we're no, it was so funny that anyone would think of us as a motorcycle gang, but we were wearing denim vests, so I guess we tricked someone. Speak for yourself, funny. Sarah. I'm pretty dangerous. <laughs> hey, so Raphael, before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. First, what is your personal favorite ride in both DCA Ooh, and Disneyland? What a question. My favorite ride at Disneyland has to be Haunted Mansion. Let's go. 
especially in Christmas time when it actually becomes with the whole thing of Nightmare Before Christmas. Awesome. Oh, Good yeah. choice. Good choice. Classy choice. What about DCA? The Incredicoaster for DCA. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Also a good choice. That's a uh, second favorite for me. I have two questions for you. First is not a question, more of a congratulations on the Dodgers winning. You're clearly a Dodgers fan. Oh, all the way. Even our club goes to the games, too. That's another thing that we do. <laughs> that, that was an epic win, and they deserve it. It was really good to see. A huge win for LA in general. Lakers, then. I know, right? Crazy. Uh, I'm an Angels fan. I'm, I'm your enemy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I heart Angels fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh the other thing i was going to ask you is what are your general thoughts on like how can disney fans navigate the park being closed what what are you guys doing this will tap into that the love of the park yeah, like, like i said uh we still actually meet up from time to time when we actually do little barbecues that we have gathered together and uh we also have done uh the, for example, we did the fundraiser for American Cancer Association, so we all met up and we pretty much did um, a drive-by, which uh, was also held on uh, Santa Fe Springs, and we all got together for that. And uh, on the 26th of September, we also got together to do pretty much the whole presentation for American Cancer Association. So, yeah, we keep ourselves busy. And, you know, still trying to come up with new stuff. And uh, we're also working right now to do the nursing home, which is going to start coming up a um, couple of weeks now, uh, to donate uh, clothes and uh, little gifts so they can have a little Christmas for them as well. That's awesome. That leads me to my final question, which is, do you have any events or anything coming up that we can help you promote? Yeah. Is there anything that we can do to help you with that nursing home project? Yeah, right now, uh, we're actually uh, getting together right now to uh, see uh, exactly what the nursing home is going to need and what they're going to require, because I know they're going to—they're actually looking for certain things due to the whole pandemic. We, we cannot give like we used to give before, so we have to go by their rules right now and uh, see exactly— uh, certain rules and certain things that we can give them in order for, you know, everything to be safe and sound and no one gets sick at the nursing home. But right now, that's what we have. And uh, hopefully by April, we can also do, um, we're crossing our fingers that we can do um, autism awareness for uh, April. And that's another big event that we also have too, which is pretty big. There's a lot of huge outcome that comes out of that one. Fantastic. Well, definitely for both of those, if you think about it, shoot us a, a message and let us know when you've kicked those off so we can help promote that on our show and Absolutely. Um, push it out on our Instagram as well to our followers. Most definitely we will. Awesome. Well, cool. Uh, why don't you plug the Instagram account? Where can people follow you? Where can people check out Sons of Mickey? On Instagram, you can pretty much follow us on sons underscore of underscore Mickey underscore SC. That's for Instagram. And on Facebook, you can follow us on Sons of Mickey SC too as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, All right. thank you so much for taking out time on your Wednesday afternoon to talk with us. Yeah. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate really appreciate it. it. And it was nice to meet you. I appreciate you guys. And thank you very much. And congratulations on the club. And hope to see you guys as soon as it's open. By the way, are you guys going to be out there when uh, California opens up? I think we're probably going to make it happen. Yeah. We haven't made any official plans, but we have not stopped talking about it. Yeah, one of Easter Street, they're going to open up just to do the whole stores, at least get the whole feel for it all over again i think we got to do it i feel like if i can get a reservation at carthay lounge so that i can go in there and get a manhattan i'm there i'm a hundred percent there i'll fly down there just for that yeah. drink oh there you go <laughs> let's, let's take bets now that you're on air when do you think disneyland will officially open oh yeah man you know what they have so many things that are going on going but i'm really hoping they'll clear it up by march okay yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm rooting for that. They just announced the vaccine just came out recently. Now they just got to get it out to the entire world. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. Thanks man. again, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Thank you again. You guys have a good one. Since it is Thanksgiving, and we're all likely to be spending a lot of time with our families, whether that's over Zoom or in person. Yes, and whether that's talking about politics or talking about politics because that's definitely going to happen this oh, year Oh man <laughs> well this is a perfect time of year to talk about disney families we're going to cover it all we're going to cover yeah. 
the good, the bad, and the dysfunctional. I think that we Can't should wait. start off with the bad because yeah. everyone knows it's easiest to talk about bad things. Yeah, let's let's start off with the bad. Yeah, good news, bad news. We're gonna take bad news first. Yep. I think that the easiest place to start would be Lady Tremaine and the sisters with Cinderella. Yes. And the evil queen and Snow White. So we've got the classic, awful, horrible stepmother trope. So the jealous stepmother. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Just pure jealousy. You'd even say she is evil. 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 I messed it up. She's the fruits of Of the the devil. (laughs) Nadia, I'm coming. Let us dance. Like children of the night. So good. I mean, you really can't get more of a bad family dynamic. No. No, no that's pretty dysfunctional. That falls under dysfunction as well. It does. Yes. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, it's it's beyond dysfunctional. It's just plain evil. Yeah. Abusive, murderous. Yeah. Totally. Not a good, not a good time. Anytime your stepmom wants your heart in a box, you know we're talking bad Can you news. imagine the amount of therapy? <laughs> like... <laughs> could go to Jiminy's office. That's true. <laughs> Splash around in the pool in the waiting room. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just not much good there. No. There's no redeemable. No. No. She's the one with like the the beehive hairdo that's Lady yeah, Tremaine. Yeah, Lady yeah. Tremaine. It's kind of like a butt. Looks Actually, like a butt. it looks like Mr. Burns's hair yes. when he's being Dracula. <laughs> yes, that's right. It looks like a loaf of bread that's a just popping out of that pan. Exactly. Although, Ashley, you're such a Simpsons dork that you didn't say it looks like Dracula's hair from the movie Dracula. You said it's Mr. Burns' hair <laughs> when he's acting like Dracula. <laughs> awesome. Yep. And then Hammer goes, it looks so queer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 90s. Uh, back to the topic. I think something that we can all relate to would be Scar and Simba and Mufasa. So there's a lot going on there. A lot going on. That's some deep brotherly hate that's happening. And here's a hot take on that whole situation. Do you guys ever think that Mufasa's a jerk? (laughs) Yeah, I think Mufasa's a jerk. He's kind of... I don't feel like he's such a jerk that his brother has the yeah. right to no, no. kill him. Right, he doesn't deserve that. However, he's pretty annoying. He's, he's pretty cocky. He's really cocky, full of himself. Mufasa. Yeah, he's like if if there were two brothers yeah. in, in real life, Mufasa is Brad Pitt right. and Scar is Steve Buscemi. Yeah, okay? it's like so equally like, as cool. Right, but... One of them's like the handsome, right. kind of like gonna get his way in the world, and then there's it. the You're other the one that's like, all right, I have to kind of be like the creepy guy, yeah, I'm kind of the bad guy to get get around. I guess Scar does kill his brother and try to kill his nephew. Scar's a jerk too. Then yeah. he has like a harem of okay. Scar's lionesses. way worse. It's yeah, Scar's way jerk. worse. I actually have Mufasa on my list of good parents. What's the bird's name? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What'd you just say? <laughs> Casually? <laughs> I have both Mufasa and Sarabi as good, oh. good parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't, you know, don't ever. He lets his son, like, learn a lesson. And Here's the thing he about my hot guide him. Don't ever listen to them. Clearly. It's all nonsense. It's all I'm also dumb. just going to go along with whatever James yeah. thinks. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I usually argue with James just for the sake of argument. Yeah. 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 I don't even know what's going on anymore. Well, Mufasa is a jerk, but he's also a good dad. You know? What are you going to do? Sure. Yeah. I'm a jerk, but I'm a good mom. See? Fair. See? Fair. Okay. Fair. Just like your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> fair? <laughs> no. <laughs> just that your your uncle might try to kill you. And oh. <laughs> that was like... Arrogant jerk. <laughs> like uncooked turkey? Yeah. yeah. Fair. Fairly cooked. Speaking of uncooked turkeys, how about Bambi's dad? <laughs> 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 he is not a good dad, is he? Is he he's just absent. He's, just he's absent. absent and cold, colder the than the than the snowstorm that Bambi gets lost in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Does he just? Is it because he's a buck? Yeah. He's got to go buck around the he forest. He has buck things to do. <laughs> does that mean he has to go sleep with other does? Probably. I'm sure. The more we talk about, it's kind of rad. <laughs> It's kind of a cool absentee father. What's his name, anyway? Deer. 
Is it, <laughs> no. Is this, he Buck. have a name? Buck? Dad. Bucksman? Father. Buck Bambison. Buck Bambison. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's part of a bowling league. You know, no. He goes to the bar a little too often. Yes, um, not bowling though. He he kind of he doesn't lie to his wife, but he's like he doesn't have a wife. He's got he's got does in every area code. <laughs> right. So is Bambi's mom not? Did they not have a a deer wedding? Did they show any of that in the movie? You know, I don't think they covered the deer wedding. <laughs> it's in the Bambi the prequel. Yeah. Right. I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, the last what one else? that I have listed is a general theme of horrible adopted parents. Mm. Mm. For instance, Madame Medusa yeah. adopts the little baby girl. Can't remember her name right now. Penny. Penny. Oh, right? yes. Penny. Adopts her. Rescuers. Yes. Okay, yes. Just to send her into the pits and look for her diamond. Yeah, and it's just because she's small, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She can fit in the hole. She can fit in the hole? I can fit in the hole. No, you can't. <laughs> awful. Yeah, she's a real jerk, though. That's the thing. I mean, that's just awful. So... Those are just the irredeemably bad also, why, families. What is with the Disney writers? Why do they have to write everything? Like, there's like I understand evil versus good. I understand these lessons for kids and the parents watching or whatever. But like, why does it have to be so intense? I've literally read like a thesis. There's been se- theses, multiple the- theses, like cacti. Yeah, I've thesi. I've read several thesi. About why Disney's constantly killing off parents yeah. or giving you like a horrible, right? A horrible step parent. You know how they do it? Because it's effective. Sure is. Yeah. Little eight-year-old James watched that and cried his little tush off. And when you say little eight-year-old James, you mean little thirty-seven-year-old James? Thirty-seven-year-old James. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you... it's generally sad when Mufasa dies, man. Yeah. Little Simba's just, and he also thinks he did it. Yep. And then Scar lets him just think that he did it. We're back to Mufasa and Scar. <laughs> Look, man, it's it's a little much. And this Medusa broad trying to throw a little kid into a hole. She didn't throw her in. She just lowered her in with a bucket. Oh, okay. Kind of like on, Silence man. of the Lambs. Yeah, like, like Silence. Just lowers the bucket. So the lotion something gets something the hose again. With, yeah. Do you have any other irredeemable horrible no good family units that you want to cover before we move on uh because they're probably going to pop up if they Hmm. no i i can't think of any off the top of my head okay yeah you covered the really yeah those those are good ones okay let's start off with under the dysfunctional category let's say coco Mm mm-hmm yeah dysfunctional for sure that grandma of his is sure guilt trippy and like never play music and i'm gonna show you how much i don't want you to play music by breaking your guitar in front of you mm-hmm. she's a real pain in the you know what mm-hmm. last time we watched coco that's what we talked about for five minutes like, it's like man i remember her sucking so much <laughs> and everyone just kind of enables it yeah yeah the dad and the mom just kind of go along with it and all little What's his name? Miguel. I almost said Coco. <laughs> Poor little Coco. <laughs> That's the old lady, right? Yes. Hey, Mama, what's his name? Mama Coco. Mama, Mama Coco. Coco and Baby Coco. Mama Coco and Baby Coco. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dysfunctional. Is the dog part of the family or is that just a street dog? Diego. Diego, that's not. Dante. That's... <laughs> Diego. <laughs> James is really on point tonight. <laughs> That's such a long week. <laughs> and it's only Wednesday. Oh my goodness. But they all come together in the end. <laughs> and then they become a good family. Yeah, like they really the do. End, it's, they're yeah. like one of the best families at the end. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Even uh, in death, they're a great family. Dysfunctional. I've got one to throw in there. All right. I don't know if this is on your list. I'm guessing it's not because I know that this is not a movie that you are familiar with, but... Lilo and Stitch. Correct. Haven't seen it. Lilo and her sister 
live alone in a home. And her sister is like, they don't say how old she is, but my guess is she's expected to be maybe 21, maybe younger. And she's raising her little hellion of a sister uh, because their parents both died. Of course. Which, you know, goes hand in hand with Disney. But um, this poor sister has to raise Lilo and their house is, you know kind of a disaster mostly because lilo is a disaster but uh so does lilo get killed in the end because it sounds like i want her to die no you love lilo okay she's fantastic yeah so you're not really selling her to me so far she's a hellion uh she's she's strong-willed oh okay she's very opinionated she's obsessed with elvis Hmm. interesting and then i mean she brings a freaking alien dog into their house Stitch itself is really the Hellion. Right. Okay. But um, he, he makes things much, much worse for them. <laughs> Everyone says it's great. It's up there with one of my favorites. Ash, do you have uh, Ursula on here at all? Yeah, she'll come up. Okay. Because that just popped in my head. It's pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do they... Do they kind of make up in the end? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're always happy. They love each other very, very much. But it's just, it's dysfunctional in the sense that it's a basically a teenage girl trying to raise her little sister who is hell-bent on making everything super hard for her sister. Nani right. is the older sister's name. But, God. But they they could also be listed in the good category. Of course. Next up, I've got King Triton and Ariel. He's, I wouldn't call him a bad father. He's loving. Mm -hmm. He's not a good father, though. Definitely not good. He shouts a lot. He's very, um... Not wearing a shirt vibe? Is that what you're going to say? (laughs) Yeah, somehow he's not wearing a shirt and he's buff, but he's also got, like, really long white hair. Like, how old is he? Yeah. 90? 900? Who knows? I don't know. He's always angry. Always. Ariel! (laughs) <laughs> Jeez. Calm down. Jeez. Yeah, he's very controlling. Incredibly controlling. Well, he's got how many daughters? What, seven daughters or something? Something like that. And he's just focused on Ariel. Ariel's pretty cool. She's, well, she's kind of a butthead, too. Like, yeah. late to all of her stuff, and she's all me, me, me. The hoot, though. She has I want a human boyfriend and Who legs. Who doesn't, though? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I want a pair of legs, and I want a boyfriend all you need in life that's me talking not ariel yeah (laughs) yeah but that's pretty dysfunctional pretty pretty intense um yeah that's a scary scary vibe for ariel too to always have that pressure of that dad he looks like he's gonna beat you at any moment no is he an alcoholic did they cover that i don't think they have to i think that's just kind of a given it's implied right yeah and then, I mean, do we want to consider Ursula? Well, I was going to ask, is she, according to these fanfics, she is related to them? Yeah. But what is she actually in the story? She's just She's like a sea witch. sea witch? Just an unrelated sea witch? There's no explanation as to how she became the sea witch or well, let's, why. Let's expand our minds for a bit. If, according to the original story, she is just an unrelated family member, just a sea witch of the sea. I mean, could you say that she's like, you know, like everyone around you is related to you in some way, like close friends. We have Uncle Eddie, mm-hmm. who's part of the family. Yeah, I would say he's related to me at this point, mm-hmm. not by blood, but I, I think Ursula is a little too close to that family to say that she's not really related. She has a lot of effect on people around her. So I'm going to, I like this fan fiction theory. I don't think, I don't think that she's the sister of King Trident. Okay. I Trident. Th- of Trident. I think that she is... <laughs> I think she's like... I don't know. I'm so into long this list, theory. Long lost cousin. I'm just cousin. staring at James like, what is he going to say? Because, I mean, she has to be pretty far removed considering their bottom halves couldn't be more dissimilar. True. Yeah, I mean, look, I just feel like she's got to be... There's too much at stake for her. Why does she care so much? She wants a crown. Yeah. Yeah, But she wants Trident's crown. King Trident. She wants his (laughs) crown. (laughs) It's really married to that joke. (laughs) 
I don't think he could remember his real name if he tried. Is it Trident? No. Trident. Triton. See? Triton. I knew it. I thought it was, no, I thought it was Triton or he something. He knew it was wrong, but he couldn't fix it because he couldn't remember what it really was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, much like King Trident. It's Trident. There is also an undercurrent of really angry dads. Mm. Like overly scary energy dads mm-hmm. in Disney families. For instance, George Darling. Oh, yes. Who's is that 101 Dalmatians? No. Who's that? Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh we, yeah. We covered that dynamic in the Disney traumas. Yeah, he's he's a real piece of work. He's an guy. alcoholic for sure. Yeah. He's but got that he's not that like gut. I feel like Triton slams like light beer all day. That's how he keeps the bod. I feel like George Darling just goes he's drinking like straight I don't know. Malt liquor? Yeah. No, I I was thinking more like rum. Just straight rum. Bailey's. Like, right. <laughs> Bailey's could be it, because he's, he's got some carriage yeah. on him. Yeah, he yeah. does. It's definitely a cream-based liqueur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's cream-faced for sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> Where are we going with this? It's just spiraling out of control. <laughs> Uh, He's a terrible dad. That's the point. <laughs> He's straight abusive. He's cream-faced. He's... You know who else is cream-faced? <laughs> the bank's parent. Well, the the bank's dad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's, he's pretty angry, stern. And the mom is just For people gone. that don't know and aren't super fans, it's Why are you Mary listening Poppins. to this if you don't know about Mary Poppins? Because <laughs> we want people to listen to the show that aren't insane Disney fans, too. It's a... Uh... What is his first name? George? I think it's another George. George Banks. It's gotta yeah. be George. Jane and Michael no, Banks. Not George Banks. <laughs> Dad. George Banks, Dad. yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's George. And yeah. his his wife's name is Winifred. I don't think I knew that. I don't know if I'm right. I think it's right. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's he's a jerk too. Very similar. Super similar. To, to Peter Darling or whatever the heck his name was. <laughs> George. It's the same name. <laughs> George yeah. Trident Darling. Just not getting these jokes, Ashley. <laughs> Gotta stay up to date, dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, George Banks is kind of a butthead. Um, yeah, he like yells at his children. Real controlling. He wants yeah. his family to be ship shape and look a certain way, and he and wants he the nanny to be specifically. Dog. He expects the dog to, to look after the kids when they go out to dinner, right? We're not even talking about the same movie. <laughs> To be fair, we're talking about I George. Talking about, yeah, I thought you were talking about... There's two George Georges. Banks. Oh, George, I didn't hear George you say Banks. George Darling... Oh, I didn't hear you say Banks. ...is the cream-faced yes. dad. Yes. Yes. George Banks. And Peter Pan. <laughs> I was like, for a second, I thought Mary you were Poppins. saying that Mary Poppins was a dog in your mind. <laughs> yeah, he's super controlling. He even wants to control the nanny. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in the end, he becomes... That's why he's under dysfunctional. A good dad. Yeah. yeah. He needs a little guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not unlike uh, the Sultan with Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. It's very similar. It's like basically the same father. There's kind of a running theme here, isn't there? Yes, there is. I feel like, yeah, the Sultan, he's just pushing so hard for her to get married. that He doesn't really care who she marries. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets all like... Uh, hypnotized by Jafar and he becomes just this little wussy weenie. he's just a little wimp he is yeah he's just a little but then pushover. when he snaps out of it he's like whoa mm-hmm. I right. do love my daughter and care about her well-being yeah I also think he's kind of dumb yeah he's dumb and impressionable you he's know. young and dumb full of cream faced <laughs> he's also um three feet tall from what I can tell. Approximately. Maybe everyone else in that movie is just gigantic. Maybe. Yeah, Jafar is a large guy. Um, That's a crazy one. Yeah, there's a lot of this kind of fatherhood thing in these stories. Well, in continuation, um, I have saved my favorite dysfunctional father figure for the last of the dysfunctional group, and that would be Geppetto. Of course. 
Mm. Because he made himself a father. Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone makes himself a father in one way or another. You know. But he literally crafted he himself crafted him. into a father. Yeah. Yeah. He, wanted he built a his boy. kid yeah. out of wood. Yeah. Yeah. All all bad things. He needs a lot of therapy for sure. Yeah. That that's like classic dysfunctional. Not necessarily a bad person. No, that's like when you see the documentaries of the like the live babies or whatever they're called. Right. People push around strollers with dolls. Mm -hmm. It's like Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a creepy, creepy movie. Maybe he was just insane the whole time. Mm hmm. Ooh. I like that theory. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. A follow up. (laughs) He was never alive. He was never in trouble. Pinocchio 2. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He was never there. Pinocchio was never there. Geppetto was just having hallucinations. Yeah. 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 I like that. Or or it's a, or would it be worse? No, that's funnier. I like that. Pinocchio doesn't exist cuz I was almost going to go what if Geppetto didn't exist? What? And it was just <laughs> he imagined he that just he was he's like an orphan wood? boy. Yeah. He's just oh, totally crazy. Like oh. it's really crazy. That's sadder. I don't like that. I'm surprised you it's, typically like sad things. It's not quite as sad as Alexander losing his human voice and becoming a donkey. Oh, God. Nothing. I think that's the worst, like, scary story in all the Disney stories. Mm-hmm. If you boring. haven't already listened to our last bonus episode, go back and listen. Because yeah. becoming a donkey fanfic is where it's at. Horrifying. Horrifying. Solid gold. Yeah, my favorite one for sure. Well, I think we should start talking about some good families because we have good families, and we're pretty stoked to spend some time with them. Yeah, this holiday Indeed. season. I'm just excited for the holidays to be here finally. Me it's too. Such a weird year and bad year in a lot of ways. I try not to be that guy that's always like the 2017 man. It's just you know you blame it all in the year, but. This is pretty universally You say 2017? I'm making a point that you can't just blame a year Got it. on your problems. That 2020 I just maybe is... you were three years behind. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. 2020 is yeah. pretty bad for most people. Yeah. James, do you have any particular Disney family examples that you think are really great? Yeah, I think I do. How about Marlin and Nemo? It's a little out there, not the typical American family. But in a way, in a lot of ways, it is. You it's know? the typical Disney family. Mom's yeah. dead. Mom died. This poor single dad has to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. And like a kid that's kind of, he's a little different. You know, he's got one fin that's bigger than the other. And he's very adorable, though. Um, yeah, that's a really good one and very heartwarming. And they go on a lot of adventures together, and that's very sweet. Yeah. They're pretty dysfunctional, too. Um, yeah. I mean, he's overly protective. Like, helicopter parent mm-hmm. style but turns out yeah. I mean his son is in mortal peril pretty frequently <laughs> yeah because <laughs> so. right. he touched the butt yes yeah yeah that's a tough place for that dad to be he's yeah he's very helicopter parent very neurotic but he has a reason to be that way yeah and they are just they're so good together at the end yeah okay um, that's mine I love in Finding Dory Dory's parents Charlie and Jenny yeah. They're dealing with this tiny little girl that so just good. can't remember anything and they're just doing their best to try to help her get home. And then you find out in this spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet, that's your darn fault. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I know, I still <laughs> haven't watched it. It's still worth watching, even if I ruin it for you. You find out that Dory's parents had been looking for her all these years. Oh no. Even it's really heartbreaking. Young Oh, that's so Harvard Dory is supposed to be, I would imagine she's supposed to be a young adult, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you, you find that they've been like leaving trails for her, and there's all these different ways oh. to get back home. She's always had that same problem, and so they've been just trying their best, like Forever. since she was born, to just help her yep. stay tuned. Yeah. That is so sad. Very yeah. sweet the way they handle it, though. It's super, super sweet. And I think the, the dad is Eugene Levy. Oh, okay. That sounds I love right. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got one. The uh, the entire Incredibles family. Yeah, that's. I think that's uh, the best one. They're kind of like 
the picture of a traditional family, and I don't think that's what makes them so awesome. Um, I just think that they're cool because they have all these special powers and they have to navigate it together and they've got yeah. like this big secret, you know, and having having these abilities and not being able to share it with the whole world and their kids have to go through school and their mm -hmm. parents are super supportive of like, you have these abilities, but you have to keep them hidden because it's not safe for you. Yeah. But they also have these abilities that they have to keep hidden, but they can't because it's their nature and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they're um, they're a very sweet family. I love that the husband and wife have uh, they have a good relationship. It seems like and kind of a yeah. That's like down the middle. Good. It family. really is a very untraditional Disney family because they are both there. That's never the case. Yeah, that's um, right. Which, it's of like course, does so not... so normal, it's not normal. Yeah, it doesn't make them better by any means. It just is, um, for me personally, it is relatable, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess. And I like that they they hand off, like, who's the most popular or powerful. Like, you know, there's moments where the mom is the celebrity of right. the family. Well, and that both of them, but especially the mom, she is literally putting herself in constant danger to yeah. save her kids and her husband mm -hmm. yeah that's right um what is his power he's just super strong is yeah. that what it is yeah yeah and she's stretchy mm -hmm. and then violet can disappear and dash runs really fast and then there's uh jack 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 who's just everything he he can like he's like the most powerful one in well the end. in the first movie he hadn't developed his right. powers yet right. so they didn't know he was just a baby but yeah incredibles too he can like multiply he and does all kinds of crazy stuff yeah shoot lasers all while laughing maniacally yeah. but i like that family it's also it, a great ride mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because it's like they're the most out there family i think that we've listed like they're so far from any kind of reality that we know but the family itself is extremely relatable right yeah, totally it just it's, it's like i i know these people you mm -hmm. know yep um let's see okay i have i have two favorites that when i think of a good family this is where i go hmm. uh one is carl and russell and up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I almost brought that up, but I, I felt like I couldn't piece together the, like the family because they're not actually related to right. each other. Right. But yeah. They. But yeah. they are family totally. totally in the end. That's adorable. Yeah, I yeah. love the untraditional family thing, and it's funny. I almost picked that sad little kid that. I forget. He has parents, but they're not. They're not around. They're not a part of it at all. I don't know that they're even it's, like yeah, in he, it. He does have a mom, I think, or is it like a foster mom or something? I don't know. I don't think there's anything. I don't think you ever even hear about his family. They do. They say something about it. He he his, says like, something about badge ceremony at the oh. end. They're supposed to show up, or one of them it's like something's supposed parents. to happen. Something. Yeah. They're just not around. Right. Very sad, but yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah. Super sweet movie. They both reasons. needed each other so much. Mm-hmm. And then... And Doug. Oh, God, Doug. <laughs> and Kevin. And Kevin. Oh, yeah. Kevin's a girl? <laughs> Doesn't your friend have a cat named Kevin? Uh, yeah. Draper did, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, like, still one of my favorite animal names I've Kevin. ever heard. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just... I like people names for animals. Totally. Kevin is like, that is the cream of the crop for names for a cat. Yeah, and they always had the most like uh, contentious relationship. Like, it was, yeah, he always just he called him the a cat. Yeah, he he's just a, always called a, him a jerk, a garsh hole. Yeah, yeah, right. That's Kevin, you're a garsh hole. Uh huh. But not garsh. <laughs> and then, so my newest favorite family would be the family from Onward. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good great call. one. Yeah, good Single pick. mom lost her husband. They got that weird dysfunctional younger brother, older brother mm -hmm. dynamic going on. Very sweet story. And yeah, they they just really don't see eye to eye until you know they go on this quest together. And yeah, um, spoiler alert: 
when they get the opportunity to talk to the dad, uh, Ian, the younger brother, lets Barley, the older brother, spend the time with him because he says, you you raised me. Yeah. I have a dad. You never had one. So sweet. Very unexpected and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect to really love that movie when we saw it in the theater. Totally loved it and cried. Yeah. Yeah, At the end. For sure. That's a good one. One of the guys I managed got to watch that premiere. At Skywalker Ranch. At Skywalker Ranch. Oh. With all the guys that like do the sound design for Pixar movies and stuff. How cool. That's That's why he sent me that hoodie. It's so crazy. Really cool. Well, those are my favorite. Good. Those are good ones. All right. Well, thanks for getting that list together, Ash. I know that uh, there's a lot to choose from. That's yes. A, a good... Um, Lots of work. Compiling. We wanted to finish up this episode by each saying something that we're thankful for. Yes. Um, and also to recommend some media. So I think we're going to actually just do that as one thing. Go around and each of us... Um, thankful media wreck perfect um i will start um i'm really thankful that i haven't lost my job oh yeah i don't love my job with everything i have it's a job i love the people that i work with but um so many people don't have a job plenty of jobs that i would prefer to have but right at this moment this is my job and i still have a paycheck and benefits and totally um you know the more this year goes on the more thankful i am that i have it yeah um it's it's something that i never thought that i'd feel so grateful that i still have this job that i kind of don't want sometimes (laughs) it takes this kind of 2020 thing we're in to to realize that yeah yeah that's 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 a good one it's very overlooked for people so i mean this time last year i was trying to find something else and uh i i'm not in that same place obviously for a ton of different reasons but it's just, I'm just so thankful that we're able to maintain our way of life. My husband has kept his job. Yeah. I've kept my job. Right. Uh, we're all healthy and we still have health benefits and dental benefits. And my daughter and son, both, uh, he just got out of braces and she just got in braces. And, uh, you know, it's just Perfect. something that we don't have to worry about. And I'm really, really thankful for that. Um, my media wreck is that... I, so we were we talked about wanting our media rec this week to have something to do with Thanksgiving, and I panicked. I could not think of anything that had anything <laughs> to do with Thanksgiving. So I actually started googling Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, and um, I found a list, and I going through, and I'm like, I haven't seen a single one of these until I saw The Big Chill. Now. Oh, I cannot, for yeah. the life of me, remember there being anything to do with Thanksgiving in that movie, except that I think it's like in a flashback of when they were younger. So it's an 80s movie. It's rated R. Don't watch it with your kids. But I'm telling you, this is one of the best movies out there. It has yeah. a killer soundtrack. Killer um, cast, too. has a killer cast. Jeff Goldblum is creepy through the whole thing. Uh, it's the story is that they it's a bunch of group of friends from college and one of they they've all gone off in their own ways and one of the group dies and um, they all get back together to kind of celebrate his life and do the funeral together and um, it's, a reunion it's of just sorts. it's such a good movie I I recommend it for any adult especially anyone who has like that core group of friends that they had yep. and don't see all the time now. It's really uh, relatable and very, very good soundtrack, beautiful cast. Love it. Um, and little side note is Kevin Costner plays the body. Mm-hmm. He's the oh, guy who right. died. That's right. But you never see his face. Yeah, he's just you the body. only see his body <laughs> and his like his hands as they're like buttoning his, it's like one of his first suit on him. Or something. Yeah, I That's think so it may funny. be his first um funny. credited role yeah kevin costner is the body well, it's in a, the that Big movie's Chill. often credited as people's favorite movie one of their favorite movies it is yeah. probably my favorite soundtrack of all time cool i, I love that it movie it's, it's been a long time wonderful and i like i said can't remember how it has anything to do with thanksgiving but it just but, kept right. popping up on thanksgiving movie lists like, and I'll i was like yeah i'm gonna take <laughs> it because now i want to see it again perfect i can go next go for um it. i am thankful that I have had a lag or a delay or a cessation 
of family members dying. Yeah. yeah. And knock on wood, because dear God, it's yeah. been it's been a marathon in my bad. in my life. Yeah. Um, there was a lot there, mostly 2019. Yeah, 2019 was rough, and the first half of 2020, and things are finally starting to stabilize. Yeah. And you know, all of the family that I do have. They they're all really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everyone's pretty happy and doing well despite all of 2020 going on. Um, you know, lost Minerva, but gained two other kitties, and you know, there's been medical drama. But I'm gonna go spend my evening with them, and they're gonna be hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so awesome. yeah, I'm just I'm I'm grateful to have my people yeah. around. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, with no one dangling in the distance of, are right. they going to die? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and my media rec is the same as James's, so I'm going to let him take it. Oh, okay. Perfect. I was wondering if that's what yours was. Um, My thing that I'm most thankful for, you guys have kind of alluded to it a few times now, and that is just health. Mm-hmm. To be healthy, and especially obviously now during the COVID era that we find ourselves in. I haven't had COVID that I know of. I I think there's a chance I could have had it way back in January mm-hmm. before everyone really knew about all this. I got very, very sick. Um, but again, I, I, I haven't experienced it since we've known about it. I don't really know anyone that really has had a terrible time with it. I've known some people that have had it. They got over it in a week or something. It was not that big of a deal. So there's that, but just generally speaking, it's a good reminder how, like, just a default being a person you require to be healthy, you know, mm-hmm. to, to pursue your goals, your dreams, the job you want, to be a better mom, wife, husband, partner, friend, you just a bare bones, you have to be healthy. And I don't have a terminal disease. I, I don't really have any handicapped at all. And I'm just so fortunate for that. And it's. I don't know, the older I get, the more that's occurring to me. That I just... Some people wake up with such a burden of health. And that's something that I'm incredibly thankful for. Totally. So there's that. It's a good reminder to check your... uh, Check your privilege. Check your privilege. Check I your mean, problems, really, right? Really, it it's a privilege to wake up every day and oh be God. healthy and... I know. Um, financially stable. Totally. I mean, these are things that... When you just live your life, you don't think about how lucky you Sarah, are. We talk to about have all the time. That. We talk about all the time. Like this house is ten eighty five square feet. Very mm-hmm. small house comparative for big homes in America. But there's only two of us in here with some cats. And for a lot of people in the world, we live like kings. Oh yeah. Kings and like just lavish lifestyle. You all have this two room, extra bedrooms. Two extra rooms. That's right. Ashley's office. That's my office. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so over the top for most people in the world. So that's it's a good reminder to count your blessings. For sure. Okay, so there's that. Uh, my pick, media pick, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Fantastic. The Thanksgiving movie. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. It's very sweet, too. D- written and directed by John Hughes. So good. What isn't great by John Hughes? I know, man. Like, some of my favorite movies of all time are John Hughes movies. Well, I'll need to watch that again, because I haven't seen it in probably ten years. Yeah, you'd love it. At least. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll find yourself loving it again. And it's John Candy and Steve Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people in it. Kevin Bacon's in it for a minute. Okay. Um, A lot of that era of actors. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Some really great, memorable one-liners. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... All those other John Hughes movies where it's over the top and funny, but then very like tender and, mm-hmm. and sweet. Um, and the dialogue's good. Dialogue's of perfect. Course. So yeah. good. Yeah, so many one-liners. So there you go. Excellent. And that's your pick too, Ash. Yep. All right. Anything else, guys? I think we are set. All uh, right. Yeah, that was kind of a discombobulated, chaotic episode. Um, so thanks for hanging in there with us. It was just like Thanksgiving. It exactly. was chaotic. It was just a sampler of this. Have some green beans. It was planned and yet somehow felt yeah, chaos. Was, but I think part of it just has to do with all of our headspace. We're all a little, little out of it right now. So um, that's the point of this podcast is to bring exactly. you along. And uh, 
thank you for, like I said, thanks for hanging in there with us. And mm-hmm. thanks for listening to Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real, real soon. soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.